Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health and mindset inside and out. With your host, Steve Katarzy. She's back. My wife, Michelle Katarzy, is back on the mics to represent women and mothers. A set of skills I have yet to master. <laughs> and, and joking aside, it's often the case on podcasts like Adaptation that they can become male-dominated in voice, in thoughts, and in some cases can cover male-centric topics. And you know, I, I like to think we talk about subjects which are accessible to everyone with very little male bias, but it does absolutely miss the mark with adequately expressing female perspectives. So today, Michelle joins us to give us an update on where things are with her nutritionally and physically. She's in a really good place right now with food, nutrition, health, and appreciation for her natural body. But that absolutely hasn't been the case. So what do we discuss? We we get into her current way of eating. What she's currently eating, what she isn't eating, her guiding principles, the flexibility she offers, and the fact that she is listening to her body. The freedom that comes with intuitive eating. That yes, she's made a bunch of mistakes along the way. Uh, she's hurt herself from a health perspective. Um, she's been in great shape. She's been in bad shape. She's now in fantastic shape, but she's doing her. She's doing it right for her body. She's listening to what works. So we're gonna talk all about that. We're gonna talk about fasting. We're gonna be talking about the turning points in Michelle's nutritional journey. We're gonna talk about nutrient density, uh, Michelle's relationship with the Wayne scales, her physique and calorie counting. And most importantly, we talk about how she has moved away from blindly following guidelines to a place now where she's acting on instinct. And it's a skill that I think we all need to master, but it does take time. And then for the last 20 minutes or so, we do talk about our kids. So kids are really important to all of us who have them, and we want to do right by them. We want to do best by our kids. We don't always know what the best is, we make the best choices we can with the information we have available. But as we, as parents, are going through a journey of looking after ourselves and preventing the rot, you know, stop us from breaking as we get into our middle age, it'd be remiss of us to not take the learnings that we're going through and apply them to our kids' nutrition. It's difficult, it's challenging to break the status quo of what kids should eat and, you know, letting kids be kids. But ultimately, we want our kids to thrive. We want them to develop optimally. We want them to have fantastic relationships with food. We want them to choose nutrition and nutrient density first, while still allowing them the flexibility to eat what makes them happy, have that hedonism with food. We feel that we've struck the right balance. So we do talk about how we've gone through that journey, the difficulties in doing so, but on the other end of those transitions, just how proud we are to see our kids loving whole foods, loving clean foods, and loving nutrient density. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed the banter between husband and wife, and that we gave you some food for thought, both in terms of a transition to intuitive eating, listening to your body, and just 
how amazing that can feel, as well as just continuing to noodle on how do we look after our kids that they thrive? What decisions can we make in their early developmental years that rids them of disease and gives them everything they need to develop and be their best selves? Enjoy. All right, so we've um we've left the kids indoors watching TV and do not uh, disturb sign on for an hour. So we've got an hour <laughs> to cover this. Exactly. Yeah? Yep. Good. Any more and then I think yeah, all hell's going to break loose. Pretty much. Which probably is already. So guys, if you hear any disturbances, if you hear the doors opening or any weird cuts in sound, it's probably because our kids are craving our attention. But on the mics today, I've got my wife, Michelle, back on. Hello. Welcome. Thank um, you. Michelle's not often on the podcast. One, it's, <laughs> this isn't her job. Um, but two, you know, we've had a whole stream of people coming through uh, the podcast in terms of guests, speaking about a whole variety of subjects. But I'm conscious that it's predominantly not male-focused, but it's male-delivered in terms of the conversations we have. It's, yeah. it's me it's Bryn, and then it's a whole collection of guests, majority of which have been men. Not necessarily talking about male subjects, but it's easy to hear two men talk and kind of switch off thinking it's not relevant because they're because we think differently a little yeah. bit at yeah. times. So I thought I'd get you on. Um, I, I thought maybe we could have a bit of an update from you because it's been a good few months, maybe maybe six months since we've had you on last. Maybe. I can't um, recall. We don't go in deep into stuff, but we could just get a bit of an update from you in terms of where you're at. Um, maybe we can centre it around kind of diet because um, we have spoken about that before. With hope, hopefully the the focus being on how you as you know as a woman in the in the modern day is engaging with food. Uh, you know what you've worked out for yourself you know, with noise coming from me and having to manage our kids' diet and having to manage your own diet and manage your own body goals, like, where are you at now? Mm. And maybe we can kind of walk through how you got there. Does that feel like a good idea? Could be, yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's do it. All So I'd say where I'm at the moment has probably stemmed from when we got back from a trip from Nice. And whilst we were away where we ate lots of food and lots of croissants and lots of pastries and deliciousness. We had a chat one evening, I don't know if you recall, and you said to me, there's this guy who you've had on the podcast, Sean Baker, mm -hmm. um, and he's just like a sole carnivore. And went in to explain what that is, and basically this guy eats meat and a little bit of eggs, cheese and shellfish as far as I, as far as I know. And I stupidly said to you, I might give that a try. And you were like, no, you won't be able to do it. And I said, yeah, I'll give it a go for like a month or so when we get back. So we gorged and ate some really good food. And then a couple of days after we were back, you said to me, are you going to do it? And I was like, yeah, let's try it. So currently where I'm at, I'm not carnivore completely. Um, but I think that's kind of got me to where I am now, which... I can't really say I have a diet per se, but I am enjoying a variety of foods, um, but more listening to my body. What does my body want? What does my body need? So do you want me to kind of explain what happened from carnivore onwards or? 
Yeah, well, why don't we just, without leaving too much suspense, explain, <laughs> explain like the rules that kind of govern. So I know you're not a rule person and you'd like no, to... No, I'm not. Not fly by the seat of your pants. So you like to have flexibility in how you how you relate with food. Yes. That being said, there are some kind of principles that drive the decisions you you have yes. around food. So yeah. what are they? Like what things do you not have? What things do you have? Just try and kind of explain it, whether it be a diet word okay, so or a term I wouldn't or say just that it's a stuff. Diet per se, but I stay away from as much as I can processed foods because I don't think they're going to be beneficial for us in the long run kind of studies that are coming out and things like that um are suggesting that perhaps we shouldn't be having ultra processed food and it makes sense again kind of going back to the carnival thing when i did do that just thought do you know what we would have eaten this way once upon a time so for now to have these kind of ready meals and this ultra processed rubbish doesn't really make sense for our body which hasn't changed massively in the thousands and thousands of years we've mm -hmm. we've been around um, so yeah, I stay away from ultra processed. I've never majorly had a sweet tooth, so I don't really crave chocolate and things like that, but that's not to say I won't have it. I just don't really. Um, lots of animal products because that's what I realized that I actually really enjoy. Um, we've probably specific. What, what, what are we talking about? You lots love of, eggs. I love yeah. eggs. I love eggs. Um, Usually just uh, beef, very occasionally chicken, a bit of salmon. But I'd say the majority of my yeah, meat is is beef. Mm -hmm. um, beef, eggs, cheese of any variety, apart from the kind of stinky blue cheeses and stuff. A um, bit of dairy in the form of milk occasionally. I'll still have tea, coffee. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm kind of hell-bent on having zero sugar and things like that if I've fancy a protein bar i need a protein bar then i have a protein bar and you know they are filled with some kind of crap usually even even the good ones so yeah i'd say that 90 percent of my diet is pretty what you'd call clean these days um and then what yeah, whole so you, foods. yeah what are the other whole foods then so you've spoken about the kind of the meat centricity right of mm -hmm. that kind of beef and eggs principally yeah. with cheese beef, and then other eggs, bits and pieces cheese. around it yeah not what are the other other foods then? So the plant-based foods plant-based foods for me are probably going to be mushrooms salad so which is literally lettuce cumin, tomato cucumber mm -hmm. um occasionally a bit of sourdough which i quite enjoy that's about it on the avocado avocado i like avocado carrots occasionally but I'm not really. Obviously, you'll have potatoes. Veggie, yeah. But you don't have them like every day, though. You're no, not like a big potato. Thing. I'm not really. No, I won't. I won't have them as much as say you and the kids do. Yeah. Um, rice, not so much. Mm, I've never been a massive fan of rice, so I'd take it or leave it, really. But yeah, I'd say majority of my meals or dishes look like a big pile of protein, really, um, and that works for me, and I'm okay with that at the moment where I'm currently. The headspace I'm in at the moment, I don't feel the need to track. I don't like tracking. I know you do it pretty religiously. Mm. And I, it just doesn't, I mean, it does work for me in terms of, right, if I've got a goal, either bulking, cutting, whatever, then I know I should and have to do it. But it doesn't, I don't feel like I want to do it and I don't feel that I need to do it. I kind of, um, I wouldn't say that I'm a massive 
gannet where I'd go, well, if I don't track, I'm going to overeat massively every day. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a trap trap that I would fall into of eating, I don't know, 3,000 calories a day just because I'm not tracking. Whereas if I was tracking, maybe I'd only eat 1,500. I don't think I'd, I would do that. So, yeah, I'm kind of eating intuitively at the moment, which is interesting. So let's let's talk let's talk about that, and then I I do want us to rewind a little bit just so we can kind of explain where you've come from because there okay. has been a few kind of step changes in your relationship with food. Mm. But interestingly, I think there's there's almost a bit of full circle nature. Um, let me explain that. I, I've, I've off, you know we've often had discussions around things that you know you should change. We'll mm. talk about some of those in a minute. Where you're at right now in this kind of intuitive eating, where you're, you're you're being a bit more mindful of what your body's actually asking for, yeah, is I think an amazing, amazing quality. You know, previously we'd say like if 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 you if you skipped a meal or you didn't really eat much that day mm. or you know you didn't have all the kind of quote unquote like you know the good foods that you should be having a day, and yeah, then then it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Now you've had a bad relationship with food to some degree mm-hmm. we can talk about that yeah. but where you're at right now is almost like you're a bit you're almost a bit like a, a canary in the coal mine you're i, I feel, think you have to explain that for people that don't know because sometimes you say that to people and they're like oh, and they probably don't want to say what the hell do you mean because it's so, a bit ra- <laughs> yeah so it's a bit random so miners would would have put can, you know canaries the birds down <laughs> into coal mine shafts and if uh, there was gas, then they're very sensitive and they'd be they'd, they'd sing their song or come back out or do something that would acknowledge that there is danger, mm. typically around gas. So they, they were very sensitive, more sensitive than we were, and it was a way of basically Testing gas detection. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And when you when you use that word to describe a person, you're saying, you know, you are more sensitive to and or you have a better ear to listening to signs that things might not be right for you. Yeah. And I feel that you've done that intuitively because you're quite a selective eater. There's a lot of foods yes. that you just won't eat. And you're just, like, just I don't like it. It doesn't work for me. Gives me, yeah, I know. Gives I me stomach like, problems. I said I can be really fussy, but I'm not particularly fussy, but I certainly know what I don't like. And I won't eat it. <laughs> and there'll be foods that I, I would say to you like like broccoli and leeks and a whole variety of other vegetables mm. and you know I've, I've been slamming that for a long time all those kind of foods mm. you know trying to get in as much fiber and greens as possible per day and you never really followed me in that no. you, you didn't go down that path because you knew that broccoli just doesn't work for me no. having loads of beans don't work for me i'm just not going to do it no, even can't. though you say it's good for me mm. i'm not doing it now full circle yeah. i'm 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 you know reaching some conclusions based on science and anecdote and how I feel and generally some sentiment around, you know, kind of keto and or paleo diets and even carnival diets is there's a bunch of the foods that I've been I was prioritizing and slamming down that mm. probably weren't particularly effective. Not Yet in the sheer I, volume you were having. I perhaps. wasn't listening. Yeah. And I wanted to have lots of them every single day. Yeah. Whereas you don't do that. But and I, I think, think that's the intuitiveness. We that are I different really... personalities also because you will do something if you hear it's good for you. Whereas I'll go, eh, it might be good for me, but I don't like it, so I'm not going to do it. And it seems like I'm being, being a bit stubborn and perhaps a bit, yeah, I'm not trying to be like rude to you necessarily. But I also don't you think t- you're a particularly, I don't think you sign up to kind of regime. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
you know, you know predictably and consistently doing the same thing every day yeah. because that regime is going to be healthy for me. You won't you won't stick to like a supplement regime oh, religiously. No, you just won't do it. Whereas I will no. because it works for my yeah exactly that's what i'm saying and i think yeah. a lot of it comes down to personality if you're quite a regimented person and you believe that what you're doing is good for you don't get me wrong i take my vitamin d and my multivitamin and my thyroxine every day because i realize okay i need those mm -hmm. i do make sure i do those but sometimes when you say to me make sure you have this make sure you have that and i'm like no i don't want it i just i, th I think you you see there's some value important. but you don't you either don't get into the groove don't get into the habit Perhaps. And, or maybe you know, there's just not enough value for me to go, yeah, I can warrant. I don't feel the difference. Doing it. Yeah. And if yeah. I don't feel the difference, then for me, it feels a bit pointless. And I, I love that quality because where we're at right now, both of us, I feel that your, it's not stubbornness, your unwillingness to just sign up to anything and everything because it's quote unquote good for you mm. has allowed you to avoid some mistakes I've made Yeah, through chronically overeating certain foods that probably haven't been particularly good for my gut and haven't been particularly good for my overall health and well-being yeah and i've dialed those things back and i'm feeling better but there is a transition which i'm having to deal with mm. but you haven't had to deal with some of the issues i'm dealing with because you didn't go full in eating tons of spinach every single day Ooh, having no. tons of leeks and onions and broccoli and this that and other you know well, sweet potato kind of every single day and stuff like you, know, you no. weren't doing that all day every day no and i think as a result it's helping you not one require loads of volume, and two there's no there's no hang up about avoiding foods because you're not you weren't eating them a lot. No, and I think if I went to the doctors, I mean obviously I've had blood work done and things like that, and if I went to the doctors and I was, you know, really ill or I was deficient in this and that and the other, then yeah maybe I would change my food choices and maybe mm. that's young and naive and I'm going well I've got age on my side, but ultimately I've got this far eating the foods that I enjoy and I want to eat and I feel are right for me. My blood work is not suggesting I should change anything. So at the minute, I'm not going to change anything. And your kind blood of, work is was clean. I mean, it was, was, it was really bang clean. on. Mm. And we've done a full panel across mm. everything you yeah, can measure. Yeah, apart from obviously my thyroid issue, which I expected to pop yeah. up. But apart from that, everything, like you say. Iron levels. Everything was spot on. So inflammation levels. You go across the white exactly. bloods, the red bloods. Everything was bang on. And that doesn't really match up because I'm not this kind of eat five a day person. Yeah. I, don't, I don't do that. I love fruit when I fancy it and I love veg when I fancy it but what I eat most of is animal products um yeah and a few carbs along the way so I think if I had to change my ways then perhaps I would and I would have to become more regimented but it's working for me at the moment so I don't feel the need to do anything differently massively so you're saying it's working for you what do you mean it's working for you at what level so I have had a bit of an issue with food previously um using it as a control tool i suppose and i don't feel like i'm in that place at the moment you would you used to say to me you've got an eating disorder and whilst i'm not either bulimic or anorexic or something I, I do think there is something which i can't quite pinpoint i'm not quite sure what it what it is and perhaps a lot of women and males have quote unquote eating disorders um but yeah, I have previously used food as a control um, thing for me to go, do you know what? I'm just not going to eat today. And I don't know why, because years and years ago, you'd say to me, don't do that. It's like, it's not good for you. Or, or you, would, you would ask me, what have you eaten today? And I'd be like, nothing. I don't, I don't fancy eating today. I don't want to eat today. 
and you would obviously lay into me about how unhealthy that was. And I still do that sometimes, but I feel that it's less of a control thing now. I'm kind of going, perhaps I felt like it was a control and that I had to have less calories or I didn't want to eat X, Y, Z because, you know, socially unacceptable. I shouldn't have loads of carbs, so therefore I'm not going to eat or something like that. And now I've gone to the point of actually, if I go a day without eating, it's not the end of the world. It's fine. I'm not going to die. I can survive. And it feels quite good. That's really like weird thing to say. But anyone out there hasn't done like a 24 hour fast, you should because it's really, um, yeah, give it a try and let me know what, how you feel about it. Because so, I so this, enjoy it. this is part of your this, weirdness. It, yeah. No, it, this <laughs> intuitiveness, which I really, really admire because. As you say, you've been doing that for you've been oh, doing that, that for, for a long years, time, but yeah. you haven't been doing it because you you've read a bunch of research papers, no. you've listened to a bunch of gurus and health experts. No. It was it was just like I'm not eating today. Yeah. Maybe because I had too much the day before, yeah. or for whatever reason. And for me, it was a bit of a control thing. I want to lose I wanna, weight, no, and I can lose I weight doing I it this way as well. I think in today's world, we don't they we think we're in control a lot, but actually, there's a lot that we can't control. We have to go to a job. We have to do the school run. Mm -hmm. We have to get the food shop. There's so much we have to do. So for me to use food as a control is almost a show to myself, nobody else, because nobody else would even know about it. Show to myself, do you know what? Actually, I'm strong enough to do this. And my mind is, I'm in control. I'm in control of what I want to do. And the one thing I can control, I'm not going to eat today. But now it's more of a, yeah, I'm using it as a, as a tool sometimes to go, I really overdid it at the weekend. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't need to. Or you, you don't feel hungry. I don't feel hungry. For whatever reason, you've had enough food recently. Yeah. And, you know, you can you can go a meal or two without yeah. without eating and it's not a drama. Yeah. That's great because a lot of people hear that and the idea of skipping a meal is. Like the throat's been cut. Like, well, oh one, God. incredibly difficult because we're just so habituated to mm. eating, you know, three square three meals, meals a day. Yeah. And at these times, and when we miss that time, all of a sudden this hunger just comes up at us. And But really it's craving and it's habit. Yeah. And to break those cravings and habits so you can skip a breakfast, even skip lunch and go straight into dinner, or even, mm. you know what, go 48 hours, right? You've done mm. that as well. You've done mm. it two, three days without yeah. food. Um, and it's not necessarily easy, back end of that. No. But knowing that you can do it is, I think, a, a strong sense of kind it's of a, mental yeah, fortitude. It's a mental strength. Yeah. And I think it's something that you can't really explain to somebody, but you just feel really, like, quite self-righteous in a way. Not that you're, like, screaming it from the rooftops, because apart aside from you, nobody would know. Yeah. Kids don't know. I don't show it to the kids that I'm doing. They don't really pick up on it at all um, because I feed them. And then they don't... They're selfish creatures at the moment, right? They're not going, Mummy, have aware. you had dinner? They're, no. they're not... They're not... haven't got a clue. Um... But yeah, there's that kind of self-righteous like, oh, I've just done this. Like everyone else has been stuffed in their face and I haven't done it. Yeah. I haven't caved. And it's quite a nice, and you're weird, not dying. sick feeling. <laughs> you're, you're not dying. You're not emaciated. No, And more not. importantly, you, the, the science has now come in your way. I know. Right? You know like, it's quite exciting. Whilst, whilst fasting has been a religious practice for eons, right, forever. Yeah. It's and always, I'm not religious, but yes. It's always been part of a kind of spiritual practice. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like a new thing. But it's a relatively new thing in terms of nutritional science and mm. biological science. Yeah. And hitting up. the general population as well. And people are starting to realize, okay, you know, intermittent fasting is a productive way to manage my calories. That's just the basic. Yeah. But then there's the whole give your digestion a rest, mm. autophagy, you know, cell turnover, 
you know, just allowing your body to recover from a constant barrage of food is mm. actually very productive from a health and wellness perspective. Mm. And most people should do this. Most people should, you know, you know, slot in a 24 hour fast or even a mm. 48 hour fast every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, it's not going to kill they you. They should do intermittent fasting, not necessarily every day, but a bunch of times yeah. throughout the week just to show yourself that you can skip breakfast yeah. and you're not going to diet. Yeah. Do you know what's quite nice about it as well? Um, I'm sounding like a real fasting advocate and I don't do it every day, obviously, because I'd be dead, but I do it when I feel like it. Um, but you don't have to think, which I love. Because I'm not a massive like foodie. Food doesn't control, isn't the be all and end all for me. It's not a, ma a, ma a massive mo emotional no, driver for no, you. No, I it? kind of eat Where my it is more for me. and I yeah. eat what I want when I want. But if you don't, I'm like, oh, I haven't got to sit down for lunch for an hour. I can just carry on hoovering or I can carry on doing this. Or actually, the time that I've spent making myself dinner, I can go and have a bath or do something that. But you're also I not thinking about and what I'm not you're going to have. About it. Which yeah, is really yeah. nice because I make your food, I make the kids' food. So by the time it comes down to me, I'm like, yeah, I can't really be bothered. So, and if I feel like that, or if the kids have left something, sometimes theirs is enough for me. But to you're go, not going yeah, against that's... hunger unless you've deliberately unless decided I'm doing to. a two-dayer yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, you're not going against hunger. Like if you're no. hungry, you're going to eat. Yes. Right? So this isn't a, a, a this isn't punishment for you. No, it's control, but it's not punishment. Um, no. And a lot of the times I will have one meal a day, which again, people are going like, it's a big deal. Oh, man. One meal a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's got a bloody label. Whereas before it's just like, I'm just going to have lunch today. I think it's a great strategy. <laughs> it doesn't work for me right now. Cause I should have cashed in like years ago I'm and been like, you. everybody follow this. Because <laughs> you know, you, you, you was, you scrimping on the, on, on the vegetables. Yeah. You wasn't doing the cru cruciferous stuff no. and, uh, you know, the stuff that's high fiber. You just wasn't Definitely doing not that. Definitely five, five a day. You wasn't doing your five a day. You weren't really doing my supplements, even though I was going all in on all this fancy, weird shit. You'd fast when you felt like felt like it, but it wasn't called fasting for you. It just wasn't eating. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm just not eating today. That's what I used to say to you, didn't you? You'd be like, have yeah, you eaten? I'd be like, I'm not eating day. today. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm having a snake day. And then the following day, I'll not have a snake day and I'll have what I want. But I would say though, right here, right now, your your relationship with these, these um, behaviours is much healthier it is healthier. whereas before yes. you know let's let's just kind of rewind the tape a little bit like if if we go back to i don't know was it three or four years ago when you kind of enough's enough on kind of current weight and mm -hmm. you wanted to change your physique and you decided yeah, like you'd, you'd, four, four you'd yo-yoed yeah up and down and you decided yeah, i'm gonna be on it you started mm -hmm. running and you started managing yes. your food bit better now it was yeah. never calorie counting no your management was basically restriction continued restriction yeah to the point of it got pretty i would say unhealthy because you were yeah. doing five to six hundred calories a day almost all days and the and calories then still fasting sometimes and the calories yeah. you were eating were like rye vitas and rice Rice cakes. rice cakes which i love still but yes rice cakes and cottage cheese like there was nothing to no, it. There was there's no, no nutrition nu no no and i've certainly swung in the direction of getting my nutrition from animal products now which i'm much preferring because a lot of the times previously going back four or five years i would do that and i would eat those kind of meals and i would still be hungry but i'm like just shut up stomach like we're, mm -hmm. we're good we've got this we're good and again the mental game comes into it 
drink loads of water. I'm going to be cool. But you wanted to lose weight. And, and then it was about managing weight. Exactly. And then you got yourself into this situation where if I eat more than five, 600 calories yeah, a day, I'm going to put on weight. I'm going to put weight on exactly. because your body had downregulated. Yeah. And through that time, you got shingles, you got diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Yeah. Like We can't categorically say those practices led to that, but we, we can fairly certainly say nutrition or the lack thereof. Yeah, I wasn't looking up to myself, definitely. Made no. your body less resilient. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I've learned my lesson now. And I'm so, not doing that. Um, so you Right. So you, 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 that's kind of the way you lost a bunch of weight. And you did yes. lose a bunch of weight. You got yourself in great shape. And you was working out, you're feeling good. He then started MetaFit, which was well, like a class-based thing. I wasn't thing. feeling amazing, to be honest. Okay, I'll um, speak more about that. Well, yeah, I was working out, but a lot of the times, as you know, I'd be like yawning and kind of struggling. Yeah. Um, definitely not strong. I wasn't strong. I couldn't lift mm. really at all. I was, I was quite a weak individual. Um, I'm not suggesting I'm massively strong now, but... I feel I have more strength. I've certainly got more, more muscle on my frame now than I did have then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, whilst scale weight was a lot lower, I would say my physique now, whilst I've filled out a bit more, it's maintainable for me. I'm eating what I want, what feels good, what feels right. And I'm not having these periods of massive restriction where I've got to feel like I can only have 600 calories a day. I also think that you're, oh no, during that period, you know, we found this hypothyroidism mm. thing in part because the symptoms were coming yeah. through, right? Yeah. You know, brain fog, just, you know, your, your brain low, was kind of yeah. like mush at one yeah. point and you were starting to get some depressive thoughts and mm. you know, getting to the point of being emotional, more, yeah. overly Way emotional. Way more emotional than I was, yeah. And it wasn't Incre just kind of like time of the month or something like that. This was like months and months all on top of each other and you couldn't, yeah. I couldn't just put it down to go like, oh, I'm due on, so I'm in a bad mood. And our relationship was suffering because you... You didn't know what was going on, but no, you were—you were. I was quite teary a, and weepy, person. and I, I was getting so frustrated with myself because I remember trying to like get words out, which is really silly. But I was trying to get words out, and I just couldn't think of the word, or it just wouldn't come out of my mouth. And I was talking to the kids, and I was talking to the kids, and kind of getting their names confused, and which I know every parent does. But this was like happening, happening a, a lot. lot. This was happening yeah. a lot, and I was kind of forgetting things, which again I still do to a degree i think everyone does when they're do, running yeah. a busy life but yeah i think i was a bit resistant to it though because when you said let's get you tested i was like no it'll be fine things will and again i am quite an in denial person so i'm like no it'll be fine it'll work out but you also don't want to hear bad news i didn't want to hear yeah. bad news yeah. and i was scared of what was going to come back because i kind of knew what was going to come back i think yeah there, there, there was a lot a lot of things pointing towards something was just amiss because you know yeah. you get you, at this point you became incredibly cold sensitive i mean you still are cold sensitive yeah, but you know that that really kicked in yeah uh, and then there was a whole bunch of symptoms you know, you know physical and mental and it just wasn't hanging mm. together right and at the same time we were having this discussion around i don't ever see you eat mm. i just never saw yeah. you eating and you would say you you would eat but i got to the point of not particularly trusting your, you know, yeah, what know. you were saying because like, I felt, what have you I felt, eaten? I'm like, um. I felt you were telling me what I needed to hear versus actually, you know, looking after yourself. Mm. Anyway, as as we progressed through it, so you, you lost yes. the weight. You know, we kind of had this aha moment that 
things you probably won't looking after yourself. Mm. Then you got you know the the shingles episode, which Ugh. you know at your age is indicative of a, a lowered immune system. Oh, stress, which I wasn't particularly stressed. So I was like, well, I don't see this that, that because I didn't feel stressed. I think but, we can yeah. hang hang it on, yeah, just a, a weakened immune system yes, and not so. enough resources to fight when mm. your body has something to mm. fight and it kind of cascaded and it was yeah. an issue right it was it wasn't was a horrific. nice experience for you no it's like two years on and i'm still unfortunately having symptoms sometimes it's yeah i wouldn't wish it on anyone Nasty. it was it was ho- horrible Nasty. and i remember the day having to take you in, in into a and e I mean, it was it was horrible to see mm. how bad that that situation is and you lost sight in her eye for a while and it was all it was all yeah. a bit funky but you're a lot better now yes so never as i think that was the turning point from there you, yeah, you became probably you, you, you I, I felt that you started to respect the need for nutrition and it wasn't just about calories no and it wasn't just about getting in enough volume it was like I actually need the nutrition yeah. and what is that that's the micronutrients it's the iron it's mm, the zinc it's the, it's the copper the magnesium see, yeah. it's the vitamins it's it's the stuff that makes my body work yeah. i'm gonna need the essential stuff i need more fat as well which i've been avoiding forever yeah well you're just told like low fat is the way forward once upon a time so yeah rice cakes that are like 37 calories each and a, pot, cheese half, with no a half a pot of cottage cheese which is yeah. like 200 calories you go sweet i've just had my whole day's worth of food for like 400 calories mm-hmm. that's not cool don't do that when was the last time you saw me do that i agree it's a agree. long time it's, ago it's, it's i don't so do that better. i don't do that anymore um so but, yes so then but ha- was that easy was that a- was that an easy transition no. to go from I'm eating nothing and I'm I'm managing my weight. No. I now need to eat more, which means I'm probably going to put weight on at least transitionally. And at the same time, I have to really prioritize the quality yep. and the the density of the food from mm. a nutrition standpoint. No, it wasn't easy. I'm not going to lie and say it was easy because I remember having shingles and still getting on the scale every day and it was going down, obviously because I was so ill. Mm. And I'm like, sweet, love it. That's really like quite sick in the head because my body was pretty much wasted away whilst I was so ill and to get some kind of high out of that is a little bit sickening but yeah that that's the kind of place I was in now I'm heavier now and I'm kind of okay with that let's be clear you're 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 in good shape <laughs> I'm not I'm not like you're you're, you're in good shape anything, but you're yeah. you're not you're, you're not as you're not as slim down as you were at the no. at the kind of peak of my unhealthiness, yeah. Because <laughs> well, I remember we went. I think we went to went to a funeral, didn't we? we? Did. And someone had crassly said you're not looking particularly well. That was shortly before you got. Sh- no, no, I was recovering from. Oh, was it? You were recovering. Mm, okay, was, okay. Yeah. So it was in around about uh, yeah, that time. Yeah, I had it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I think I was about three weeks out of the main episode. And whilst and that person shouldn't have said that, and it yeah. was inappropriate, it wasn't appropriate. It was. Just, it was commenting on the fact that you wasn't holding any <laughs> weight on your look face. Well, yeah. And you, yeah, you just wasn't looking very well. Mm. I would say you look well now. You're holding weight well. You're you're in in great shape. I think you're in your natural shape now. Yeah. You probably are holding a little bit more weight than you want to hold yeah. as an individual no, based on what is on the scale. Yeah. And like how everything looks, you probably want it to be a little slimmer. But mm. I personally don't think you need it. I no, think you're good where you're at, and it seems to be maintainable, right? It, well, this is the thing that I'm finding now. Where I'm at is maintainable. I'm eating, as I say, I'm eating decent, good food that I really, really enjoy. Restricting when I feel like restricting or restricting when we've been out for a meal the previous night and I'm like, I can't eat the next day. Like physically, I can't eat. I'm mm. too full. We're about like two and a half thousand calories. Exactly. In so I, I'm, yeah. I'm done for like a good day after that. Um, 
yeah, I'm I'm heavier, but I can maintain it, and I don't feel the need to restriction, and I'm feeling like I need to be less in control now, and knowing that obviously I'm healthier for the kids and what they see. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, whilst they're as I said, whilst they're selfish creatures and they weren't watching what I was eating, as Holly's getting older, not so much Kira, but as she's getting older, she's gonna start to pick up on what I'm doing. Definitely. And for me, and look to at you have, as a role model. Yeah, this is how you do it. Yeah. So what they see now, I'm kind of happy with. Um, will I have to explain fasting to her as she gets older? Perhaps, but I don't think it's something that she would need to do nor should do with her activity level no not as a kid not as yeah not as a child but um yeah i'm happy to have that conversation with her because i don't feel that i'm in a bad place whereas previously if i had had to explain to her why mommy only eats you know once a day and it's very little calories Mm -hmm. i'd probably be a bit like "Mm." you know how how do you explain that to a kid yeah you're you're eating really you're eating really well. Everything that's on your plate that I ever see is nutritious stuff. Or if you're having a day where you're, you're not really in the mood of food, you'll have some of the kids' leftovers. But <laughs> they're getting fed good stuff. And yeah, we'll get exactly. to that in a second. Yeah, but yeah I, I think they're seeing good things. Yeah. Um, just to complete that that journey a little bit, we you did move into a period of calorie counting. I think you've done it on and off. But uh-huh. we, we had a, an extended period of time where it yes. was a thing. And yes. in part because it was influenced by me. Yeah, you're like, you really should. Mm, yeah, okay, I mean, it, I'll try. It, it works. It definitely works. Right? If you need to be scientific and methodical about it, it definitely works. Oh, I just don't like it. Even though it's not bothered. particularly... It's not even taxing. It's not even a lot it's of terrible, effort, right? Especially because you eat the same-ish foods roughly. Yeah, and once you put the foods in a few times, it like recognises it in all sorts. And it's terrible because it probably takes five minutes out of your whole day mm. like if you either worked it out like as per, mi- per meal or did it all at the end of the day or even done it the night before as to based on what you're going to eat but i'm like eh. again it's like a it's a control thing i don't i don't feel like i want to do that yeah I, I understand but you had seen results right i did see results you saw results when you were doing it both ways. Yeah. Deciding to put weight on and also deciding to take yeah. weight off. It, it works. It, it definitely works. And why is it that it doesn't seem to be a priority for you to do this now? Mm. I don't know. Because I can't, I can't sit here and say, I'm completely happy with my physique and I'm, you know, I'm totally... I don't think I would ever... I don't think I could ever say... I've reached it. I'm where I want to be. But I'm finally, after so many years, going, do you know what? I'm almost 38 years old. I'm okay. I'm okay and I'm okay being okay. I'm not a 10 out of 10. I don't think I ever could get to a 10 out of 10. And seeing what people have to go through to get to that, I'm like, nah. Mm. I don't want to do that. I'm, I've had two kids at the end of the day. I'm healthy. I'm fit. I'm lifting weight. I'm doing all I can for my bone health. And I think inside is going to speak volumes as opposed to what's on the outside. Yeah. So physically, while she might not look at me and go, wow, she's got the perfect figure, my insides are, you know, they're working pretty well. And a lot of people that are doing these kind of crazy diets where they're calorie counting to eat the bulk and cut and get themselves kind of competition ready, their insides are probably like not so great. Um, oh, yeah, especially if you're doing a kind of if it fits your macros, just eat anything to get exactly. to get the calorie numbers. It's 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 really alluring because it, 
it has lots of flexibility. It's just carte blanche to eat crap, and I don't, I, I don't exactly. Really like but that. when, but when people are claiming that you should just have a pop, pop tart, I mean, like, I, I just don't buy into that. I don't buy into how any food is equivalent to one another no. because it's all about calories. I'm like, no. From a calorie perspective, you might, you might be, you might be on. Yes, it, but and a calorie already, is a calorie. Well, no, 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 it isn't. There's, mm. there's, there's many. As, as many examples of how equivalent calories are, are yeah. resulting in different, uh, yeah, different weight outcomes. gains. I mean, yeah, I've yeah. seen that, right? Yeah. I've been bulking for four months and my bulk has been incredibly hard this yeah. time. Not because I don't want to eat. It's because my expected calorie, my expected weight gain is not happening yeah. because I've cut the carbs out. Mm. And that's not just water weight because it's four months now yeah. and I am getting carbs <laughs> in. Yeah. It's... um. It's not a calorie. A calorie isn't a calorie, but in broad strokes, if you're having a standard-ish yes. diet, mixed diet, I think the calorie equation thing kind of works. Yeah. It does It does demonstrate if you cut the calories right, you'll see weight yes. loss through time. Yeah. But I think a lot of people don't look at weight loss as... I think people want to see it as like a, a straight line and it just isn't no. a lot of the times. And that's something that you get by weighing yourself and tracking, which I do like. If you track and you weigh every day... You get to see those fluctuations and you can see them in the average. So, oh my God, I've put on two pounds today and then it comes off the next day. So, but if you only weighed once a week and you'd be like two pounds heavier, you go, oh, so I'm not I doing must that have anymore. put two pounds on yeah, exactly. this week. Exactly. Therefore, I put yeah. on two pounds fat. Diet's not working. Throw it all out the window. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I agree. It definitely works for some people. I also think that maybe you've you've built up enough knowledge. Could it, could it not be that you bought, you, you understand roughly you know, portion sizes yeah. and calorie density when you look at foods, because we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I've been doing it for a long time. You've been living it through me, right? Yeah. Because because I've been doing it for ages. Yeah. There's that. And then also think like, you know that a pound of fat roughly equates to three and a half thousand calories. Exactly. So you know if you've had the same meal you had yesterday mm. and the day before roughly mm. and things stayed stable. Now, for whatever reason, you're two pounds heavy. You know you mm. haven't put on two pounds So the fat. other day... I did a water fast and it was only a day. So it's only 24 hours. And I weighed myself in the morning um, when I'd done the fast and I didn't eat anything the next day. Um, and obviously you'd expect weight loss. But because I was putting salt in my water, because I was losing, obviously like sweating and through the gym, I was heavier than when I started the fast. Old me would have like freaked out mm -hmm. and gone like, shit, I've just put on like a pound. And it was a pound. I'm like, shit, I've put on a pound in a day. That still creeps in, um, but I look at it more logically now and go, but I had loads of salt in my water yesterday. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, if, you, if you're not in the know and you're just looking at weighing yourself and you're looking at your calories, it can be pretty scary. Because if you do have a day where you think you're kind of on point with the calories, but your sodium just happens to be higher, you're probably going to be heavier the next day. Damn right, yeah. And then you're going to panic. And, but if you don't know that, you're going to panic and think, well, shit, what did I do yesterday? Or, oh, that's it. I'm not eating X, Y, Z again. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of a, yeah, uh, I it can, think it can mess you up. I think where you're at is, is such a good place, right? You've got, you've got the knowledge of like sodium potassium balances and how that mm. affects your weight gain. You've got a knowledge of, of water weight. You've got the knowledge of undulating weight as a female menstruating. Yeah. You've got the knowledge of rough calories here and there. Like you've got a good understanding of portion size, gram weight. Yeah. You've got a decent understanding of what a pound of fat equals in terms mm. of calorie calories, excess. Yeah. Like you know, you've got all these components that you've 
understood and developed as well as appreciating fasting not eating foods because they're quote unquote healthy but because your body says it needs it yeah i think that's massive and i think most people don't have that like what do i need like what mm. do i need physiologically like what does mm. my body require because i'm i'm deficient in or this is what's going to make me great yeah most people can't answer that question because the noise is is just definitely you're getting they fueled on signal. like adverts popping up on facebook for like the next you know whatever food and you're seeing it on tv and people are asking you out for dinner and you think you've been told that you must have your portion of five a day and that you've got to eat three times a day and breakfast is the mo most important meal of the day there's so much confusion out there and i think sometimes you just got to strip it back and go do you know what sod it all what do i want to do what do i what do i need what do I need? I don't want to eat today. Cool. Don't, mm. don't let someone tell you that's wrong. Don't let someone tell you that's unhealthy. If you want to do it, bloody do it. Instinctively, do you Instinctive think you're missing just, anything? I don't feel like it. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like it. Because um, you're not eating, you're not, if, if someone evaluated your diet, yeah, like someone in a traditional, traditional nutritional guidance or something like that would, would look at your diet and fit. say you're not having enough yeah. fruit, you're not having enough vegetables, absolutely, you're not having enough grains and legumes and yeah. beans, yeah, uh, amp all of that up. Whole grains, you should be having more carbs. I should be having more this, that natural. Because you're low carb, right? Relatively, I would Pretty say. Pretty much because, I mean, my little vice is a bit of sourdough every now and then. Um, a few potatoes here and there, but yeah, I, pr I prefer meat and eggs. <laughs> really so yeah traditional nutritional guidance yeah would not be happy with the way you're eating no. yet your blood work was perfect you're feeling good yeah you feel that you're responding to your body's needs it's interesting isn't it that it's interesting it's... you're not you're not just collapsing in a heap because you're not eating well the i things should, you be, should be apparently because yeah i can't remember the last time i like, sat down and had a bowl of broccoli or something yeah just yuck <laughs> yeah i mean i guess time will tell Perhaps I'm young and stupid at the moment, but I don't feel it. And we wouldn't have had access to broccoli and carrots and bananas. Every day. Every single day. So yeah. if we wouldn't have had, like my body hasn't changed massively from way back when. So I'm kind of eating and it sounds really corny and really like in at the moment to do this whole paleo, keto, carnivore thing. But I wouldn't say I'm anything other than... You don't than, fit into any of those boxes. Your diet doesn't boxes. fit into those. I'm not... But I'm, it's similar to a lot of those. It's similar. Yeah. And I can definitely pull bits from every one of those. But I don't have a diet. And that's okay. Because I eat how I want to eat. And I eat mm. how it works for me. I implore everyone else to do the same. Eat mm. how you want to eat. Listen to your body. Understand what it needs. If you're feeling really fat one day, don't eat the next day. The, cha the challenge you've got with like go with your kind of gut or eat what you quote unquote want to eat is that if you've not corrected your yes. current diet and it is a little bit off and you're having loads of cookies and biscuits and bread yeah, and yeah. pasta yeah, and cereal don't eat what you want and all yeah, that yeah. kind of jazz and then loads of processed foods lots of inflammatory oils yeah you know, all that kind of stuff lots of sugar in your diet yeah if if you're being controlled by engineered foods mm. then saying eat what you want to eat Whilst I understand your sentiment, yeah. but if you're being hijacked 
for want of a better, yeah. better another word, you're not going to be making sensible decisions. And I think the difference being with where you're at right now is you've you pulled all of that back. You know, we've been on an elimination diet. Mm. You've you've stripped away gluten for the most part. Mm. You know, you have a bit of sourdough. We know that's mostly broken down, but you still haven't bread. Mm. It's not often, but you've cut back on the things that otherwise have that you know high sugar high grain yeah high oil inflammatory oils the you cut that, that stuff want, away the stuff that makes you go i need more yes and never so, never seems to satiate yeah, you exactly. yeah exactly like pringles so, yeah yeah pringles <laughs> and your, your cereals and stuff like that so yeah perhaps if you're still in the zone of eating those then don't eat what you want because then you're going to be like trying to sue me for being morbidly obese but um if yeah, you can if clean, you, clean if, out, if you're then you're in a good your, spot. If you're cleaning yeah. your diet out, and I think if you're kind of eating like meat, eggs, cheese, like you can't really stuff yourself with that kind of stuff because once you're full, you're like, you know, I don't, I'm don't done. want any more. Once you've finished, like, I don't know, a steak, some homemade chips and a couple of eggs or something, like, you couldn't force me to eat any more. Yeah. You just couldn't. Like, I'm done. But, yeah, if perhaps that had been the same equivalent calorie wise in pringles then yeah i'll be hungry or, or bread after, right i'll be has, hungry after an hour bread has got that amazing quality where i mean it's you know you just think about a hot loaf kind of you know <laughs> that smell Don't that tiger bread eaten. in, in tesco <laughs> like you you, yeah. you can imagine the greatness that comes with it because it is a good feeling yes, yeah. when you have bread but it's so Moorish and it never seems to fully. Well, your mum was saying the other day, wasn't she? Your hunger. She said that she's had to get rid of bread in the house because she's like, I'll go through a loaf, just toasting it. Yeah. Like, as soon as two pop out, she's putting another two in and then she's putting another two in and she's putting another that. two in. Yeah, yeah. And she'd be like, I'll go through a loaf of bread a day. So now she just can't buy it because you're just never full. Yeah. And then you're never full because it's full of shit. Because you can't most, eat that many sugar. steaks. Like, yeah. you can't grill up a steak and then go, oh, I'm going to do another one and another yeah. one and another one. Like, you can't your do body's that. responding to the density and the, and the bioavailability. Yeah of the nutrition of you're the having food. Mm. it's like it's it's you know in and out it's it's that source that you require mm. you, when, once your body is satisfied it doesn't ask you to eat anymore no it say it changes those hormonal signals to say we're done yeah but unfortunately when when food is high caloric value but low nutritional value it doesn't recognize the calories mm. it recognize it's looking for the nutrition mm. so you can keep piling on the calories but if the nutrition is absent it's going to say more. Yeah. That's what happens with ice cream. That's what happens. Yeah. You know, you can plow through that kind of stuff and do 3,000 calories easy. Mm. Cool. Yeah. So la last question. And I, I think that was great. Thank you for sharing that. I think that was All right. it was great to hear that you are, you transitioned through so many different kind of diet yeah. formats <laughs> and relationship. I've tried them all. Issues. Mm. You know, you've been on fad diets. You've done you know I've done weight watchers slim fast i haven't ever done weight watchers but yeah but that's only because i wouldn't pay for it but yeah <laughs> that kind of gig. that kind of like shakes and stuff yeah diet has always been this kind of enigma this confusion yeah. it's like i've just no i've got to eat less mm. and that got you to a place where you did lose a lot, a lot of weight it also got you into a place where you weren't particularly healthy mm. you've now transitioned to nutrition first not calorie first but nutrition yeah first. definitely not calories first that's i think been massive for yeah. you and now I think you're in a place now where while some of your habits would have some people shudder, like skipping a day mm. of, feet of, of, of food, not having necessarily all the quote unquote healthy foods, that you're feeling great. I think that's testament to the fact that we, it's kind of probably how our bodies evolved, right? Mm. You know, you think back in caveman time, you know, we weren't having three square feast. meals a day. No. You'd have meal, you, you know, you'd catch something, eat it, and then you might not eat for three days. Mm. 
And that was cool. It worked. We, we mm. found a way for that to work. Mm. And therefore, if you skip a meal, you're not doing yourself harm. If anything, no, you're helping your body. Quite, it's quite empowering not having to think about it. So my it. last but. question then is, we've spoken about our kids a couple of times. As, you know, we've got two young girls who are developing, who are, you know, that it's, you know between up into 18 or so, there's so much development, mm. brain development, physical development. They're growing, they're gaining muscles. Like everything is just kind of coming, coming to fruition. That nutrition is so important. Mm. And I think back in, you know, when I was young, my mum had no idea about nutrition. We had some good meals, but we also, but that was, that was few and far between. Few and yeah. far between yeah. the the convenience crap that was all the rage. Mm. You know, going to Iceland and just picking up loads of crap, and mm. I liked it. Seems it, good. Seems to tick yeah. tickle the boxes. It was relatively cheap. But yeah. I think in retrospect, I wasn't given optimal nutrition to thrive as an individual. As a result, I think I'm dealing with a few yeah. things now as an adult because my growth, my development wasn't bang on. Mm. As we look at our own journey of trying to do the best for our own bodies so that whilst we our growth has stopped, yes. like, you know, physically we're physically, not going to get any taller. taller. No, I wish I would, but yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. we, we, we might grow some muscle, but beyond that, like growth is done. Mm. Growth is done by 20 odd, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're not eating for growth and brain development, but we are we are eating in a way which is to nourish what we have. Yeah. So our brains can perform better. Our bodies can work better. Yeah, we and don't keep have going inflammation. as long as we can, right? We don't have illness. We don't have disease. Mm. So these are really important for us. And typically people prioritize this when they start breaking down. Yes. They realize, fuck. Yeah, like I did. I've ignored it. <laughs> And now maybe yeah. I should pay attention to me. Yeah. But with that hindsight and knowing how we're eating, mm. how does it impact your how you how you feed our kids, the decisions you make, knowing that they live in a world where there are lots of other ways of eating. Yeah. And there are lots of distraction and a lot of sweets and there's a lot of, you know, kids stuff mm. that's being you know marketed to them yeah. through friends and social networks and through online um TV, etc. Mm. And every time you walk down the high street, there's things oh, pulling yeah, yeah, at yeah. their attention. How are you navigating that for them? And do you feel that you, you're making the right choices? I couldn't feed myself and you the foods that we currently eat and dish up the kids crispy pancakes and oven chips. Like, I couldn't mm. I couldn't do it. And they were eating that. No, no, their diet hadn't been awful, but they were eating and, a lot of... Yeah. Frozen based. Yeah, I mean, yeah, foods, not the, right? not the kind of majorly processed stuff. Um, but yeah, they would have like chicken nuggets and stuff. There was um, a lot of crispy stuff, a lot of yeah, waffly bread stuff, crumbs, breadcrumbs, yeah, yeah, those those kind of stuff. Um, I would say I don't know. I'd need to ask them, but they probably wouldn't remember. But their nutrition now is is pretty bang on, and they're in loving their food. Mm. Like Holly has gone from. Probably a bit like me, but not realizing it. She would not really eat some stuff sometimes, or she'd be like, I'm not hungry today. And we used to say, Oh, she's having a snack day. And you'd be like, No, she needs to eat. And I'd be like, leave, leave her alone. She doesn't want to eat today. The last time Holly didn't eat, I can't bloody remember because she's, she's yamming it foodie. down. She's like, It's so nice to see because she was, what was she so eating? scared of. She used anything that was beige, was the only oh, things that she would some eat, of right? Her plates sort of used to drive me mad. When, like, when she was young, what was it? It was ham cheese. sandwich. Ham sandwich and like pom bear yogurt, and that'd be it. I'm like, oh god, please eat something. So it wasn't for want of trying, but now it's non-negotiable. She used to do that, and it was like, well, she doesn't eat anything else, so 
that it's better than nothing. She would have those Quaker bars, those oat bars. Yeah, like, she'd have loads of yeah, bread. Yeah, like cereal as much bars. Bread and, like... and cheese. You and can now she's paying for it. Yeah. Um, so she, we think that she's obviously got a bit of a gluten intolerance, although she's not celiac. They've suggested that she's gluten intolerant. Um, or sensitive. Oh, gluten sensitive. Sorry. Yeah. So she knows that and she feels that. And I think she is getting a sense of what's good for me and what's not good for me. Because when we do like a big Sunday meal, or I mean, it doesn't even have to be Sunday, but a lot of the kids, a lot of the time the kids will have, you know, meat most days. And if it's not meat, it's fish. Um, but to see them kind of yamming down into like a, a lamb shank or a they piece of steak. They devour their food. Like yeah. they're looking at a piece of steak, like medium, blood pouring out of it. And they're like, oh, can I have that bit? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it's, it? Like, and they'll, they'll pick up a lamb shank like, like straight. It. It's, it's a bit disgusting, really, because we're like sitting there with a knife and fork and they've if just you got go it back by the bone. A year, babe, if you go back a year, they would have been horrified they would, to do They that, would not yeah. touch beef. They wouldn't it, eat lamb either. The, the colour was wrong. Like, you know, the colour, the texture, can't do it. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like something's just changed inside. Yeah. And but the more steak they can get, like if they see they've me got in steak, steak tonight, so they're going to you know, be pretty they're, happy. They're, they're salivating. They yeah. want to have my food, right? It oh, just, yeah. It's crazy the transition, and what you give them in the morning, like you know, scrambled eggs or eggs and I avocado, a little bit of sourdough, bit of ham. They eat. Amazing. <laughs> they eat like kings. <laughs> <laughs> it costs them a fortune, but they do. They they eat really well, um, and they really enjoy it, which is the main thing. Yeah, I mean, they don't really. We've still got cereal in the cupboard for the days that they're like, and again, you have to listen to them. Sometimes they mm. go, "I just want a bowl of cornflakes," but. That's probably once every three weeks, yeah, something like that. And on those days, I go, okay, their body obviously wants some kind of sugar or energy. Okay, cool. But most of the time, scrambled eggs, cheese in it, ham and avocado with eggs, dippy eggs, poached eggs, fried eggs. They want eggs like constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and to think the amount of eggs we go through a week is you know, ridiculous. So they really. they they a lot more red meat now. They're a, having lot a lot more of eggs. red meat. Uh, they still have a bit of chicken. They still have chicken. They still have chicken, but they've kind of lost a bit of the flavour for chicken now. Because so beef I, is so much more flavourful. So if I right? do them yeah. chicken, they're a bit like, yeah, it's okay. But they don't ask for chicken anymore. They That's want, crazy, isn't it? They want spag bowl. They want burgers. They want meatballs. They want steak. They want like, Holly says, can you do like pulled pork? And I mean, she's nine years old. Can you do me pulled <laughs> pork? And I, for God's sake. And I do, because I'm an idiot. And I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm their mum. So I'm going to do what they want me to do and what makes them happy and um, and certainly when it comes to food i'm all up i'm, I'm all ears to them suggesting what they want they, i love it they um i would say the habits are mostly good mm. um they still have quite a lot of bread but hey i think rip we, we we had a post and we, we saw a post a couple of weeks ago about you know a woman who reportedly was feeding her kid a carnival diet yeah turns out she wasn't yeah media lies but yeah but, but the, the the idea of it triggered both something in yes. you and i saying that's whilst right. you be, yeah. might be making that decision as an adult yeah that's an incredibly restrictive diet and mm. socially mm. as well as just building up a taste for normal foods that would otherwise present themselves in other kind of external mm. events right the idea of never having those things mm. i think would just probably be more of a mind fuck yeah. than it would be beneficial yeah turns out she wasn't doing that no. but that led me to think about like if you know would we would we continue to dial down their carbs knowing that we we build up too much mm. of a need for carbs and it can be an issue and kids i would say a lot of kids are carbed up 
to yeah. the eyeballs, right? Probably, their probably sweets 70% of the diet. And their fruit mm. and their yogurts mm. and their bread and all of that other stuff. Like you add up all of the cereals and everything they have, like majority mm. of their food is actually carbs and sugary stuff. Mm. I look at our kids' diet. They don't really have sweets that much, but we give them sweets. No, they have, they have yeah, I mean, they'll have a dessert. but They it's, have it's... loads of fruit. They used to have a lot more. They yeah. dialed that down. Yeah. Um, they have bread, but not a lot, and it is sourdough, and it's 48-hour mm. fermented. We're not slamming them with the ultra-processed carbs, but they are still having carbs. Yeah. And wh wh where do you sit on that? Do you feel... In terms of the decisions you're making, do you feel that everything that you're doing is is in support of nourishing our kids, or do you feel there are some, um, what's the word? Leniences. You're making some compromises yeah, um, because of their interests or needs. Not massively. And something that both you and I do, and the kids, is if there is a social occasion, all bets are off. Yeah. Like I'm not going to send them to a kids' party and suggest that they can't have a cheese sandwich. That's no. I'm not going to do that. But Holly is starting to make those but decisions. She wants though, to make aren't those they? decisions because she's struggling with her tummy. If she does do it, so yeah. yeah, I think that's a great thing for her to be aware of her own body. Yeah. And I'd amazing. like to think that she respects that and doesn't kind of push through the crap as she. Gets I want to eat that because that sounds amazing. Yeah. She did. She she's done that a while, and now she's like, do you know what? If I have too much of that, yeah, I feel like shit. So I'm going to exactly. have a slice, but I'm not going to have yeah. the whole pizza. So we went to a friend's for dinner a little while ago and um, she very kindly made burgers, which was lovely. But traditionally they're in a bun and Holly kind of looked at me <laughs> over the table and said to me, I, I don't want the bun. And I said, well, that's okay. You know, it's been dished up for you. It's like pence at the end of the day. So, it's, mm. you know, you're not wasting like good food. I said, that's fine. And I said, well, if you do you want it? And she said, I might have a taste, but she knows she doesn't want to struggle the next day. And how many of us could do with listening to our body? Amazing. Like, Amazing. I'm not going to stuff myself with broccoli because actually it really bloody hurts my tummy the next day. And look, like, she's not this kind of weird freak that when she eats a bit of bread, you know, she's in or the she hospital. Comes out of hives or anything. She, no, 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 no. But, but there is a change. Like, yeah. It's usually not when she just has a little bit of something. It's when she overeats. When she has quite a when lot. When she has yeah. something that is easy to overeat, like a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say bread in and of itself is an issue per se, but when she starts, she she has previously not been able to stop yeah. and she will slam a load of table bread and then yeah. she's and then suffering she's that evening and mm. even into the following day. Yeah. So the fact that she, and suffering, and we're talking, you know, her gut feels all Yeah, she twisted. says she's got a bubbly tummy. That's her way of describing it. But she's not bubbly happy. Tummy. It's no, not just not, like no, I need crying. to fart. No, no, no. She's, she's not in a good spot. a lot of the time, yeah. But um, it's not hospitalised no. it's just not nice and it's not nice to watch your kid do that because nobody wants to see their kid in pain so yeah I do give her a bit of a reality check and I say well, well why don't you have half of it or why don't you have a little taste well, but what actually, great advice but actually the meat for her is of more interest now um, and going back to their sweet kind of thing I mean when they've had something like steak eggs chips and mushrooms most of the time especially Kira she'll be like I'm too full for a dessert like, I can't I can't do Which it because I've just yammed everything and then Holly will say can I just have a little dessert I'm like well what do you fancy and she'll have I don't know like five chocolate buttons or something because she's like done but she still yeah. wants that little bit of sweet a bit well, like you uh, yeah I, I, exactly. almost every day I've got to yeah. have something to fulfill so my she sweet wants, need she wants something but it's, it's, like, no, it's like that. I'm too full to but do anything I have chocolates most nights mm. not every night most nights I have like 10 grams. It's a tiny amount, Minimal. but it's enough for me to have that little pound of fat, that little, yeah. that little satisfaction yeah, yeah. of yeah. a day, you know, yeah. a day complete. And I love the fact our kids are kind of doing that. Yeah. Look, 
we've got nothing against them having odd occasional sweet, having fruit as much as they feel they need it. Yeah. But I love the fact that they're kind of starting to make these decisions for themselves, which isn't because we've indoctrinated them with what's evil. No. They're just going, I don't don't need that right now. That's beautiful. I mean, sometimes it's hard work, but giving your kids a choice and letting them understand their body is quite interesting as well because I will always say to the kids which sounds like I'm kind of moderately coddling them, but I'll say to them, what do you want for breakfast? What do you want for lunch? What do you want for dinner? Because I want to listen to what they want. And I want to hear what they want. Sometimes it's different and they both have to agree because I'm not making like four separate dinners. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not feasible. But sometimes in the morning, Holly wants eggs. Kira doesn't that day. She might fancy porridge. Cool. I'll do that. I'm happy to do that because I want them to understand that they're listening to their body. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell them. And Kira's got such a cute little thing where she says, "What? What? Ask Tummy what Tummy wants." <laughs> so I have to bend down Imagine and pretend. Imagine if we could all do that. Exactly. So <laughs> she will go to me and let me ask my tummy, and she goes, "Oh, Tummy, what do you want?" Oh, Tummy says he wants eggs on toast. I'm like, right, okay, eggs That's on cool. toast it is. It's beautiful. It's so cute. But yeah, we could all do with that. Like, what does Tummy want? <laughs> not what does Brain want, and what does like the the carbs just want to kind of kick in? Yeah. What do, What do you want? And yeah, I think it's good to listen to them and give them that understanding. And they help me in the kitchen as well, which is what good are their what are their vices? Would you say if there's things that you you, you think you're gonna you want to try and control down like through their own decisions, but you'd like them to kind of find a better spot? Is there anything that you you're Do not you happy with? There isn't really because I can't I can't sit here and suggest they're not going to eat bags of crisps and stuff whilst they would have only ever have like one one a day they would only ever have a bag of crisps a day um but part of me is a bit of a selfish and i go do you know what that's part of being a kid Mm -hmm. like okay they want some hula hoops and i'm not gonna whilst i won't eat them personally if that's what they feel they want and that makes them happy in the moment they're not, yeah. being fueled off of they're not being fueled They've off of hula They're not being fueled off of They've been fueled off of the good stuff. Good and food. If and if you're peckish and yeah. what do you want? I want some hula hoops. I just know that they're in the mood to, you know, have a little bit of pick-me-up. That's okay. I'm yeah. cool with that. That's fine. Um, what about, yeah, what about the sweet cupboard generally? Is that in a good spot? Yeah, I'd say so. There's not as much in there as there used to be. Um, I'm trying to think what they have. They have like little gluten-free um, chocolate biscuits. Sometimes, but then it's crazy because a lot of grown adults would go through, I don't know, half a pack of biscuits a night or something like that, dunked in the tea. The kids would have two a day. Like that's a dessert, like yeah. once, one after lunch and one after dinner. I mean, it's a chocolate biscuit. And they, they ask you, they say, can I have like three or two? Or if it's a small <laughs> thing, can I, can I have six of these? And yeah. Like they're rationing out for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. trying to work out like yeah, how much they, they have. Can fit but they're in. never saying, can I have 20 or 30? <laughs> no. It's like, can I have one or two? Like yeah. there's. They've I got limits. They, know that they, they already have limits. But I think that they know built. that I would set limits and I'd be like, categorically not. I won't send them away with a pack of biscuits because <laughs> just like, why would I do that? So yeah, they do ask and they never go into the sweet cupboard unannounced, unannounced yeah. or kind of just, they wouldn't go, they wouldn't dream of going into the sweet cupboard and just getting something. It's always, can I have a dessert or can I have X, Y, Z for dessert? And I'll either say yes or no. Like, actually, you had one of those lunchtime, No. And yeah, I'm, and if Kira fancies an apple, which sometimes she does, Holly rarely asks for fruit, but sometimes Kira will say, can I have an apple? So I can have some strawberries. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not, I had some evil, <laughs> I'm not some evil parent. No, well, um, it doesn't sound like you are. No, I know. I, but why would I'm you say massive, that? Because I just feel like <sighs> some people think that their kid's nutrition is 
give them what they want. Oh, they want pizza. They want pizza for dinner. They want chicken nuggets for dinner. But they might want that. But strip it away. And see if they still want it when they get see better food. See if they still want yeah. it once you dish them up like salmon and new potatoes yeah, yeah. and stuff that is really nice. I mean, when I do the kids' salmon, it's like gone. And sometimes I'm thinking, it'd be nice if there's leftovers because then I'll have it. <laughs> but there's never anything left a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah, I think once you strip it back and give them what proper you, nutrition. Proper nutrition. Yeah. Then they suddenly don't want pizza and they don't I'd, ask I'd, for I'd McDonald's. I totally agree with you. I mean, it's. I understand the. The, the sentiment about am I a mean parent because yeah. I think we've been through that you and I had to go through that early on in deciding we're going to transition the kids into yeah. a healthier diet because yeah that they weren't incredibly unhealthy no they weren't but they had a lot of these vices they, that were built into their have, lifestyle they could have had really bad habits if we let them carry because, on because because it was convenient and mm -hmm. it was the done thing and it was you know, it was what was being marketed to us as parents, like what kids like. So yeah. we had all of that in the sweet cupboard, all of that in the freezer, all of that in the fridge, in the cupboards. Mm. And for us to pull back and say, actually, we're going to have a purge of the house. Yeah. We're going to take a bunch that of this really stuff that looks, looks shit. And then we yeah. had a lot of stuff because you stockpiled a lot <laughs> of stuff. And we had to bin a lot. Uh, we yeah, but they were in tears, which sounds awful. But now they just. But we but we made it easier yeah. by taking them to Tesco's and we said let's let's pick some healthier stuff yeah. that's going to taste just as good. Yeah. And we started making some small transitional choices. But I remember that day thinking, and and I felt the same, but I was just a little bit more steely eyed on it. I remember you saying like, "But the kids want to be kids. Let the kids be kids. Mm. Kids is you know popcorn and <laughs> and penny sweets and you know junk junk." You know, yeah. um, fruit juices and oh no, they wouldn't ever have fruit juices. But yeah, I know what you mean. You know, yeah. loads, sugary, of, sugary loads of sweets and biscuits, yeah. and then when it comes to dinner, hey, like you know, they want the smiley faces, they want yeah. the dinosaur shapes, they want, the Mickey Mouse they want pizza. all of that. Yeah, and I'm like, well, clearly, like evolutionarily, <laughs> that's not something our kids have wanted. Was there that's not Mickey been, Mouse that's... pizza five thousand years ago? <laughs> Wasn't that? I don't know, maybe, <laughs> but you know, over, it's only over the last sixty years where advertising has just stepped up in response to the convenience mm. food that we've been able to create and manufacture yeah. and engineer that we've created this idea of what kids want yeah. and what kids want in today's world has really just been a a oh, it's it, been dictated hasn't it it's been manufactured it's yeah. a manufactured set of needs that being said it's still hard to ignore because when your mates are doing it mm. and you go around to your cousins and they're having cokes and they're having mm. you know you know dipping into the sweet drawer constantly. They're having crisps. They're having this. They're having mm. that. And our kids aren't. It looks like as if we're depriving them. Yeah. And, you know, when when we say, no, they can't have this, or no, they don't eat that, Yeah. sometimes that people can look at a scornfully and saying, yeah. you're imposing these kind yeah. of healthy adult restrictions on a child. Let them be a kid. Mm. But they're happy. Trust me. Yeah, no, they're, they they're are happy good. and they're, they're thriving. Good. And ultimately, you're, you as a parent, you choose what's best for your kids. Until you, like you, like you say, until they're old enough to make their own decisions, until they can get in the kitchen or buy their own food, they're eating what I'm going to make them. Luckily, they're enjoying it. And I think what you're doing is you're building habits and expectations, which are great. You know, just closing on this, you, you said you didn't want our girls to see bad habits emerging mm. through your own practice yeah. of how you look after yourself. Yeah. Well, you're doing the polar opposite now. You're yeah, teaching so. them what great nutrition looks like and how hey almost everything you eat is going to be made by hand yeah. and and 
you're going to have a, you're going to have a hand in it and you're going to work with me to yeah. make these foods what a great skill to give back which used to happen but over the last few yeah, generations kind of it's it, really right? died out mm. and you know their appreciation for food good quality nutrition dense sorry nutritionally dense food foods that just light them up and make them feel great with no stomach issues and you know they don't have all the kind of backdrop of you know thing foods that just hold us back like mm. whether they're kind of carb crashes or you know their in, inflammation related issues or gut related issues they're, they're not dealing with that no. shit and then they're going to grow up liking the foods that they've eaten because that's going to be nostalgic and that's all they know yeah they're going to have skills in the kitchen because they've developed it with you yeah and they're not going to be either diseased or building up a set of chronic issues through just a lifetime of having food which is not good for them mm. i love the I love the journey we're taking them through. And hopefully when it comes to them making independent decisions, they've at least got a strong foundation of what good sound so. like. I would hope so. Do you know so. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I would hope so. Well, we'll fing see. fingers tell crossed. Tell exactly. End of the day, they'll make good decisions. On a selfish I know note, I'm obviously training them up in the kitchen so I don't have to cook. But. Damn right. <laughs> even, even better for me. Hopefully exactly. they can cook me a meal once. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just... Wrap this up for me, babe. We've... Um, We've kind of gone, we've gone to the kids thing, but I just want to take it back to, you know, the modern w woman in in the in today's world. With everything that you've learned and how you're now looking at life, kind of sum it back up or kind of give a couple of tips or guidance as to what you would say to someone who's trying to navigate weight management, navigate health, navigate wellness and navigate the relationship with food. Like kind of how would you talk to your younger self now based on what you know don't compare yourself to other people <laughs> first firstly because that's especially now in today's world where you can just see so many so-called perfect specimens that's really hard not to fall into that why don't i look like that why are my legs not that long why are my boobs not that big why is my waist not that small just like just be yourself be mm. be yourself i joke about my big bum my big thighs but you know what it's fine it's how I'm shaped and I've got to deal with that. So work with what you've got, work with what you were genetically blessed with. Do yourself a favor and eat whole clean foods for a couple of weeks and then see how you feel. See how you feel and see whether you can eat intuitively. Do I need that? Do I need a bag of crisps? Is it going to serve me either emotionally or physically and nutrition wise? If it is, okay do it but if it's not then just be a bit more thoughtful about what you're putting into your body because what you're putting in you're going to get out um yeah so probably my younger self could have dealt with that advice and maybe i wouldn't have got sick and i wouldn't have had yo-yo up and downs of weight and would have been happier just generally myself just just happy with who i am and i finally feel like okay i'm almost 38 and it's it's a shame in a way so many years wasted hating myself to get to the point of realizing what you now know if only you knew it when you were 18 yeah, yeah. which but is hey. but yeah so anyone listening that's younger or now just take control take control of yourself take control of your well-being and listen to your body i think well-being really is, is a great just closing listen. word it's often not the priority no. it's definitely not the priority when you're young i know it wasn't a priority for me no and yet the issues we deal with when we're older are a result of the decisions we made when we were young and have played them through for two or three decades. Yeah. Now they catch up. Yeah. Prioritizing wellness, not just weight loss. No. Exactly. And you know, this, if it fits your macros, 
Yeah, fine. I get it. It does add value at your first step along your journey yes. of losing weight. And if it works for you, do what works for you as well. But ultimately, the journey should lead you towards a place where you're eating foods that your body wants and you're able to manage your weight by doing that because you're not overeating, because you're not eating the crap it doesn't want. You're mm. eating the foods that it does need. Mm. It, I'm talking it like as if it's a third person, but maybe that's the way you need to look at it. Instead yeah. of like it, me and self, yeah. it's like, what does my body need? There you go. So do Akira. What does Tommy want? Exactly. Ask, ask wow. yourself. So it's like, a, what would Jesus do? What would what would Tommy do? There you go. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> statement. Brilliant. And then there's the whole microbiome thing. Oh, and I think, you know, there. she's onto it. She might be <laughs> yeah. a little budding scientist. Hey? You never know. All righty, babe. Thank you for today. Thank you. All right, guys. Adapt Nation is all about providing you with the tools and expert knowledge to help you improve and optimize your strength health and mindset inside and out. Thanks for listening, guys. And until next time, I'll let you crack on and be your best. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.